Good evening. Good evening. Welcome to the Positional Sports Talk Show post. Live streaming on Facebook Live, Twitch, our Positional Sports Talk Show YouTube channel. We are a sports talk show made for the fans, from the perspective of fans, presented by lifelong sports fans. We will provide our opinions and positions on the hottest topics in sports. My name is Big Reg, and I'm joined this evening by my partners in crime. How you doing this evening, J3? What's up, man? How you doing? What's going on? Everybody good? Good. We're good. We're good. We're good. We got the professor in the building. How you feeling this evening, professor? It's a new year, yeah. New beginnings, new things happening. So praise the Lord. Let's get it. We're going to be rocking this year. <laughs> we got Big Ed in the building. What's going on, Ed? How you feeling this evening? I really feel great. Glad to see everybody's face out there. Hey, B, nice to see you on the board tonight. Um, just waiting to talk to sports. Excited about the new year. Uh, let's get it. And we got special guests in the building. We got G back in the building with us. How you doing, G? Welcome back to the show. Thank you. Happy to be here. I'm doing well. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> This evening, we will talk college football playoffs, NFL Week 17, and the wild card, wild card Playoff Weekend, our post takes, plus other topics that caught our attention, and, of course, our final post of the evening. We appreciate your time. Appreciate you tuning in. So sit back and relax and enjoy posts on the Positional Sports Talk Show channel. So, fellas, it is now 7.03 and the Heisman Trophy Ceremony has officially started on ESPN. So before we get into the college football games, before the announcement is made, you've got four finalists, Devontae Smith, senior wide receiver, University of Alabama, Mac Jones, redshirt junior quarterback, University of Alabama, Trevor Lawrence, junior, quarterback, Clemson University, and Kyle Trask, redshirt senior quarterback, University of Florida. And just to throw it in so people know, the fifth place person was University of Alabama running back Najee Harris. Just saying. Just saying. So, who do y'all think is going to win the Heisman in the next half hour, 40 minutes? Gotta be number one, Devontae Smith. It's got to be. No I, objections? I, I, I think it's gonna be Devontae. Um, but I had some doubt this morning. I was thinking about this uh this morning. I was like, is there any way that they can deny Devontae the um the, the Heisman? And I keep going back to they have turned this award purely into a quarterback award. In that case, I would believe Mac Jones would get it. Uh, quarterback out of Alabama, but I just don't. That's that's just a little doubt that's creeping up in the back of my mind. But I, I firmly believe that uh, Devontae is going to go ahead and pick that that trophy one tonight. I mean, he really he, he owns every record that Alabama receiver could actually potentially have, possibly have, as well as mo um, many, if not all, of the SEC records. Um, and you know how good that conference is. So I just see him getting. It. 
Yeah, I mean, I just don't see how it could go any other way. Yeah, other than it's a quarterback award. But I think they – you said it all, uh, Ed. I mean, all his stats, all his accolades, the things he's done on the field, and he passes the eye test. If you watched him play just one game, you saw how dynamic he has been, how explosive he is, and he'll be the first wide receiver since Desmond Howard. Wow. He deserves that, it. That would be phenomenal. He deserves it. it. It definitely can't be uh, Trevor Lawrence. He didn't even play all the games this year. So, he, he I mean, yeah, you can list him. On, you can have him on the list, but he shouldn't even be considered, in my opinion. No concern that you're going to have three of the top five players all from one university that they don't split the vote? Because that was my concern. I thought Kyle Trask was going to possibly sneak in and win it until he had his horrible uh, – last couple of games because you know all the Alabama players are going to pull away from each other's uh votes well I mean Mac Jones hasn't been playing all four years that he's been there or all five years he's been there so why would you even consider him when Devontae Smith been putting up numbers since day one Mac Jones has had the second best year statistically that a quarterback's had, and the first best happened last year to the Heisman Trophy winner mm -hmm. at LSU. So you, you ain't considering he put up those numbers with a thousand plus yard running back that scored twenty plus touchdowns. I'm just saying, I, I, I'm hoping it's Devontae, and I don't want to spend a whole bunch of time on this. We, we will find out shortly. What you got to say, Jay? Well, I mean, I, to your point about splitting the vote, I mean, I, I just don't understand how that could be. If you think that the three of the five best players in the entire college football roster are at one school, then they just happen to be at one school. It happens to be my alma mater, but it happens to be one school. And certainly one of them is deserving for sure. There should be no splitting. But I do hear your point about the other quarter, the, it being a quarterback award and there being Mac Jones being up there. But regardless, they're both deserving. I think they both had wonderful years. And, um, you know, as, we'll see what happens in 40 minutes. And, and I know we're getting off the subject, but real, one more thing on Devontae and, and why he's deserving, in my opinion. Because if you think he, he actually um, had no true, true number one threat opposite him after Jalen Waddle went down against Tennessee in October. And and defenses could easily slide everything they had towards his side, and he still dominated. So mm -hmm. I just put that in there because I, I think that, that's, that tells everything you need to know about how dominant this guy has been. Yeah. And if Devontae does win, he, he owes Jalen uh, something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. 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 All right, so let's talk about these games real quick. And we won't spend a whole lot on the games because, quite honestly, both games were duds, Yeah, which has been the college football semifinals. Uh, Tennessee, uh, you had the Rose Bowl, number one Alabama defeated Notre Dame 31-14, and it wasn't that close. Mm -hmm. um, Ed, real quick, your, your highlights of the first game. Well, it, it like he said, it was basically a dud. I mean, Alabama uh, raced out to a 21-7 uh, lead. It was 14-0 before you blinked. 
and and within those first two drives, you everyone who was in America who was watching that game saw everything you needed to know, and already the the, the outcome of the game was already determined. Um, you saw Najee Harris, the star running back out of Alabama, leaping over people, grown men on the football field. Uh, you saw Devontae Smith toe tapping in the end zone. Uh, you saw Mac Jones putting the ball exactly where it could possibly be put. No stretching needed. No, you know, outside of that. And then, quite frankly, if you watched the, if you watched the game, uh, I think Notre Dame had a really good game, game plan. They just didn't have the athletes, and that's not a knock against Notre Dame. It's just you know, it's a it's a different type of university. It's not, you know, they recruit a little. They, they have a little couple challenges as far as recruiting is concerned. But 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 uh, but their coach Kelly is a he's a good coach, and mm-hmm. they you know they just didn't have an opportunity. They they didn't have a chance. They just don't have the the depth and the athletes that Alabama does. Um, yeah. So that's 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 what I saw as far as that game is concerned. Uh, what what did, what did you guys observe? Uh, I know. <laughs> Pastor Jay, you're you're a Notre Dame fan. What did did you see in the game? I mean, you pretty much said what I said leading up to the game. It was my hope that they could make the game competitive and good and possibly sneak one. But the evaluation of Alabama as opposed to the evaluation of Notre Dame is dead on what you just said. They don't have the same type of dogs to be able to compete with the elite teams in the country. We saw it a couple of weeks before against Clemson. It's the same difference. So to, to argue that point, I mean, I can't because they recruit, you know, players that are a little bit under the radar, you know, a little less stars, you know, in their recruitment. So when they play, the great coaching gets them there. But when they get to the point where they got to play big dogs in the top leagues around the country, it shows. What I say that needs to change is, one, they need to permanently join a conference if it's the ACC, fine, and they need to stop playing most of their games at home. They need to go on the road and play some of these tougher games against tougher opponents, and then they'll start to build up their medal. But until that happens, man, they can run the table, but as soon as they get to the playoffs, it's usually a wrap. The the only way I think Notre Dame will ever consistently compete on the – top, top tier of NCAA football is the administration is going to have to ease up on their, and that's exactly, that's right. not going to happen. I know where you're going. Nope, it's not going to happen. And, and that's the situation they deal with, Stanford deals with. They're recruiting a different type of athlete right? because they have <clears> to be able to get them to pass the academic requirements in order to get them into the school. It's not like Duke in basketball where you only have 12 to 15 guys. You're talking about 90 people. It's just not enough four- and five-star players that they can get in with that academic uh, acumen to keep them involved and get them into the university. So I think Notre Dame's doing a, a great job, and I think they got the right coach for the position. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting thing to say. I mean, he can't you can't win the big games, but you keep your job for what? How they long? Work in progress. Yeah, it's been ten they, years. They're, they're working yeah. progress. I mean, they've definitely gone in the right direction. Do? Yeah, but they've gone in the right direction, just like Big Ray said. They're not getting the players that they they the high high quality players that they they want to have to produce a, a better record. 
And actually, he's meeting the expectations of the school. They don't really expect him to win a national title, but they're competitive. Yeah, They're making a playoff. Mm-hmm. They're winning 10-plus 10, 10 games mm-hmm. every year. They're relevant. People continue to talk about them, so that, that makes them good. Let's talk about the other game, the Sugar, Sugar Bowl, which is really even more. Yeah! Ohio State. <laughs> How about the Buckeyes? Yeah. They, they, yeah. They, they wanted to prove a point. All year, Ohio State, in their weight room and in their meeting rooms, on their monitors, had to score from last year's college football semifinal up that Ohio State lost. So they already had grudge match coming, and then your boy Dabo added to it when he ranked them 11, and uh-huh. they put it on that behind. So I Yes, mean, sir. Yes, sir. What y'all think of that game? Loved it. Loved it. I believe I was the only one on, on this panel that said they was going to win. Hmm. Does that sound familiar? We knew he was going to break that up. But I did say I was on the fence. I said I won Ohio State to win, but I had mixed feelings because I don't like a 6-7 win team making the playoff. But I can't stand that creamsicle team down in Clemson. So I'm glad they put it on. And Dabo running his mouth. Oh, I'm so glad. So glad. I actually that dude's sermon, boy. I'm telling you, he he the truth. If you remember the when we were doing our picks, I said I had like my heart wanted me, my heart wanted me uh, uh Ohio State to win, but my mind kept telling me that Clemson was gonna win. And the reason I was had I had doubts about Ohio State was because of their body of work. They simply didn't play enough games. And I thought that because of the lack of experience, which could actually be a, a bonus, which I think it was in the end, because they were relatively fresh. Well, not relatively. They were not, they had six less games, well, five less games on their bodies. Um, and, and in a lot of cases, some of them even less because of COVID. They, if you remember, uh, Ohio State uh, went through a horrible COVID uh, situation earlier in this year. So mm-hmm. so a lot of those players didn't even get the, to, to the six games uh, prior to this game. But I thought that I thought that um, as far as physical, the physicality and the athletes, we all know if you if you follow the recruiting rankings, Ohio State, Clemson, Georgia, and Alabama, you could throw up throw it up in the air as far as who usually comes in number one, Alabama. But but nevertheless, they're recruiting the exact same athlete, and so the the, the end score didn't necessarily surprise me. Um, I just didn't think I didn't know for a fact if Ohio State was in and 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 championship game shape just yet mm-hmm. that was my only concern it wasn't a physical thing as we saw um i mean they they actually had better athletes than, than clemson if you really was objective about it I I'll chime in. yeah i thought it was a great game i was surprised by the result i i think it's it's not just how many games ohio state played ohio state didn't pass the eye test in the games that they did play mm-hmm. and it was very difficult for you to have any confidence that Justin Fields was going to show up in the big game. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that he did and happy for him. Hope he got it out of his system. And I'm, I'm glad, that they, <laughs> <laughs> glad that they were able to avenge, avenge their loss from last year. What I like the most is that Mr. Fields really showed out and showed that he can play at an elite level because the last couple of games he didn't look so great. 
And for him to really show out with that performance, I thought was and with an injury at that was just a phenomenal thing to really showcase his talents. And now if you've all been paying attention, now there's chatter about him. Yeah, is Lawrence really that number one pick? Because if mm-hmm. Field comes out and he has another great performance, even in a loss against Alabama, I think that'll raise his stock a lot because a lot of people will be looking at who played last. So mm-hmm. since Lawrence is sitting at home now, then now Mr. Fields got a chance to really put himself out there. Now, y'all heard me a lot. I don't have any faith in Ohio State quarterbacks at the next level, but maybe he could be the one to kind of change the narrative. But what's funny about that narrative is last year in the college football playoffs, he was playing with an injury. He had an injured leg. Mm -hmm. Nobody talked about that. This year, the games that he had problems with, he had a bad thumb on his throwing hand, but they no one talked about that. So he's been playing injured half of this season with a bad thumb on your throwing hand, which we know is going to affect your passing. And then that shot he took in the first half, that cheap shot, that spear, let's call it what it is, get speared in the back and get up and gut it out. If that was my child, I'd walk down to the sideline and pull them out the game. Mm. Because you have no idea if he had a broken rib, if he had a bruised kidney. That could have been a life-threatening injury, getting hit the way he got hit on that side. But he did what he had to do. Yeah, I immediately thought of Drew Brees when I saw that. Yeah. Um, getting back to your point, Professor Jay, as far as uh, him closing the gap or, you know, there being some uh, debate about whether Lawrence would be going one or fields or what have you. There's really if you if you really sit back and be, be think about it, it, it it's impossible. There's no possible way that anybody could take anybody but uh, Trevor Lawrence with the first pick, because. If you think about it, the rationale I, I'm using is this: If you take Trevor Lawrence, if you take Justin Fields over over Trevor Lawrence, you basically have to have he has to have a, a Hall of Fame type career. He has to. If you take Justin Fields and he flops, and and I mean, if you take Trevor Lawrence first and he flops, and Justin Fields still goes on to have a better career than him, and if you pick him like second. Even though the guy who picked Tre- uh, Trevor Lawrence would, um, in all, it would have made a, cr- a critical mistake, the consensus would would be on his side because no one would have predicted that he would simply flop. It's like it, it, you can go Ed, back to the, huh? Ed, why, why are you dancing around the situation? I got to. You man. don't usually have dance around the no, situation. We got a lot of fans. We got we got fans. <laughs> I, I can't be I can't be going in on. I, look, I, I'm, come on now. Don't, don't don't do me like that. Don't do me like that. Okay, I'm gonna leave it alone. Well, well, we know what the situation is. Yeah, on this don't show, we know. Prototypical quarterback mm-hmm. model, mm-hmm. and the other one is what the new and approved quarterback is, which is what we started talking about last year in the right. year the black quarterback. So exactly. I'm going to give you a perfect example of this happening recently. If you go back to the draft when Russell Wilson was the third and was went in, I think the third round was it? Yeah. He was a third round pick. The first pick of that draft was Andrew Luck. Right. Mm-hmm. But can't miss and, Andrew Luck is out of the league. 
he had a fairly decent career, but he can't compare to Russell Wilson. Even even in his heyday, he wasn't as good as Russell Wilson. Let's be frank. I, nope. In my opinion, he wasn't as good as Russell Wilson. Not now at that's all. just me. But but the but but the GM that that in the Indianapolis, well, he's gone now because he couldn't build an offensive line. But other but he he didn't get criticized for the for the pick. You see what I'm saying? They they he didn't get criticized. So that's just a that's just a most recent example of what I'm talking about. Yeah, don't even bring up Bill Polian because I I always remember what he said about Lamar Jackson. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Speak about your boy Lamar. We're gonna get into the NFL. The only quarterback ever to rush for a thousand yards in consecutive years. The only quarterback ever to have two thousand yard rushes, plus being the top five in passing and touchdowns over those two years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Last thing on. Um, Ohio State, you mentioned it that the running back Sherman, he's a grad transfer from Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he's been beast in the last two games. He finally figured out the system. So he's he's gonna be a problem. So uh let's talk about the championship game. And for all you listeners out there, there is some chatter that the championship game could possibly be delayed. It's scheduled for this Monday. January 11th at 8 p.m., but Ohio State is currently going through continued COVID situations. And it's a report that the whole um, position group, be either co- between COVID positive testing and contract tracing, might have to miss the game if it's played this Monday, and they might have to push it back. As of now, it's still on schedule, but we will have to see. But what do y'all think about the actual game whenever it's played? Because it's going to get played because it's national championship, too much money. Alabama, Ohio State. Well, it should go, go ahead and be it should go ahead and be delayed. If you if you have uh, COVID issues, go ahead and let everybody be safe. Everybody wants to see a good game, so let everybody be healthy for the game. Um, delay it for a week or two if need be, and that way we can enjoy a, a good national championship. Especially if that's going to put Waddle back on the field. Right. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the mixture right there. Yeah. I just want to say that I said the week that Jalen got hurt that I thought he was going to come back for the playoffs at some point. So happy to hear that he's doing well, his recovery is going well, and that there's a chance he'll come back. I mean, it's also – True. I think Ed said this earlier when we were speaking that this also will give Justin Fields an opportunity to heal as well, because we all know that he there's something wrong. Ohio State won't confirm what the injury is, but we know that there's something wrong for sure. So hopefully everyone will have an opportunity to heal up. But I think we should also talk if it does get pushed and and that's perfectly fine. But the Big 12 has Big Ten, excuse me, has changed the rules for COVID repeatedly to allow Ohio State <laughs> yes, yes. to play yes. and to get to this position. So it just doesn't really make sense that there wouldn't be some type of penalty. The game's going to get played, but some type of penalty. They could have had players on the field last week who were not properly quarantined because of the changing Big Ten rules. So that's something to look into for sure. But we've been talking about this all season long, Gianna. So this is really not a uh, nothing new to to any of the viewers. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, see what BJ said. Yeah, is this Ohio thing? Browns, Ohio. Hey, 
you, you, you know our position on that. We'll go there, but when a state has a certain leadership, they tend to follow that, and I'll just leave it at that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when obviously, we get, go, obviously, go ahead. obviously, real quick, I believe I, I believe uh, Alabama. First of all, the, with the Ohio State situation, uh, I think I think Gianna summed it up. Um, at every point in every turn of this particular season, uh, the NCAA, the Big Ten, has made allowances to allow Ohio State to, to move forward, even though they have obviously been reckless as far as their protocols are concerned up in Columbus. Uh, so that's what I have on that. As far as the game is concerned, I just think that uh, it's going to come down to uh, I think the, the big three potentially can cancel themselves out. The big three for Alabama, obviously, the, the three Heisman finalists, the top five uh, within the top five, uh, Harris, uh, Sertan, I mean, Harris, Jones, and Smith. On the other side, you have Olive, Olive, uh Sermon, and Fields. Um, both line of scrimmages appear stout. I think the defensive line for Ohio State is a little lacking as far as, uh, as, far as size, not necessarily talent, to match up with Bama. Um, and I want to know if the coaching changes that 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 uh, Alabama has gone through, as far as the offensive coordinator being uh, promoted to the Texas head coach, uh, would be a distraction, as well as will the emotional high and then uh, aftermath and media scru- uh, uh, media attention that uh, Ohio State got from thumping Clemson. I can't say beating them, thumping Clemson. Uh, if that's going to be a little uh, hangover, so it's going to be an interesting game. But I do believe that at the end of the day, that Alabama uh, uh, will 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 prevail. Alabama, <laughs> short and sweet, huh? Yeah, short and sweet. I mean, it, it'll probably Alabama probably win by at least two touchdowns. I don't think it's going to be a blowout, but I think it's going to be uh, worth watching. Yeah, I think it's going to be a little closer than two touchdowns. Ohio State does have same kind of horses, like Ed said, that Alabama does. I think it's going to come down to the two lines, offense and defensive line of scrimmage. Whichever group can dominate the other team's groups consistently will allow that um, position group to have a factor in the game. So if Bama's defensive line can put pressure on Justin Fields, which makes gives the DBs a better chance, then that'll help. And if Bama can run, awesome. then it could get ugly. <laughs> well, <clears throat> I'm going to say this. It's going to be a two-touchdown or more game for Bama if – they don't wait another week because this undisclosed injury that Fields has, I think it's more serious than than people going to let on. They already admitted that he got a shot, you know, so he could finish the game. So what does that tell you? He got something serious that's going on and it's painful. So if they play this week, I think they getting they getting boat raced. If they wait another week and he can get a little healthier, then I think they'll be able to compete. At the end of the day, I hope that Alabama, just as Ohio State was able to avenge their loss from last year, I hope Alabama is able to avenge their loss from the first year of the playoffs. So, mm. <laughs> and, and as y'all can see, you know, we usually come in here with our post gear, but y'all know how we rolling for this for this title game. So, roll tide. <laughs> and. Uh, Ronaldo, you're right. Najee is a problem. When you got a 6'2", 
240-pound running back hurdling grown men and running 40 yards, yeah, he a problem. <laughs> Derrick Henry 2.0. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Close to it. Close to it. And if Jalen gets back, yeah. Let's talk about the big big boys, the NFL. We can have a team in the wild card we got coming up. How about the Cowboys? You talking already? Before we get into the games, there are a couple of big injuries that may affect the wild card weekend. Rams QB, Jerry Goff. He had surgery on that uh, right thumb on his throwing hand. He's still very questionable. It's iffy if he's going to be able to play in the first rounds. Uh, Bucks wide receiver Mike Evans hyperextended his knee. It looked a lot worse than what they say it is. Um, they say he's day-to-day. I doubt if he'll play against Washington, but he might be available for the second round cons- con- considering that they more than likely will get to that next round. I want him to play. Bills wide receiver Cole Beasley is nursing a knee injury. He didn't play in week 17, <laughs> so he might might play uh, in the first round. If not, he should be ready for the second round. The Browns. Before I get to the Browns, Saints wide receiver Michael Thomas is on track to come back from his ankle injury that they had him on IR. So he, they say he should be ready for the playoffs. Then we got to talk yeah. about the Browns. The Browns, you're talking about just having bad luck. Mm. Defensive end Olivier Vernon towards Achilles against the Steelers in week <clears> 17. <throat> and then this COVID outbreak that they've been dealing with for now two and a half weeks is getting worse. Now the head coach is COVID positive, and he's going to miss the game. Yeah. <laughs> the head coach plus two other coaches they're going to have a man calling plays ain't called a play since uh, the Buffalo Bills miracle in 2009 come mm. on now and then maybe some players so the, uh, yeah, the Browns caught a bad one they got into the playoffs congratulations you did something you haven't did in decades one and now done. you're going to take this L <laughs> one and done <laughs> <laughs> as far as the NFL regular season leaders, I just want to give a shout out before we get into the games for a few people. Quiet as is kept. Deshaun Watson had a monster year. He ended up leading the NFL in yardage. Yeah. 4,823 yards mm. and the highest uh, yards per attempt at 8.9. Uh, Aaron Rodgers led the league with in QB percentage, completion percentage, touchdowns 48. Uh, the least amount of interceptions for somebody to start at least 15 games, five in INTs, QBR, and pass rating. King Henry mm, 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 did his thing again. <laughs> he led the NFL in rushing attempts, 378, yards, 2,027, which made him the fifth person to get to the 2,000-yard mark, and he broke the Titans' single season record passing uh your, your boy uh chris jones c2k he also had the most carries over 20 yards with 16 carries over 20 yards so a big 250 pound <clears throat> running back has that breakaway speed and he added 20 touchdowns 
pretty good year, huh? That's crazy. Wide receiver Stefan Diggs led the league with 127 receptions on 166 targets mm. with 1,535 yards. I think it was pretty good for him to get, get away from Kirk. Kirk. Your boy Devontae Adams led the league in touchdowns, 18 TDs, and 98.1 yards per game. And then we can't leave out the defense. Zach Cunningham, linebacker for Houston, had 106 solo tackles leading the league and 164 total tackles. T.J. Wada, the Steelers, led the league in sacks with 15 and 26 tackles for loss. And Dolphins QB, Xavier Howard, had 10 interceptions and 20 passes defended. And last but not least, the special teams player of the year, Falcons kicker, Young Hoku led the NFL in points, 144 <clears throat> points with 37 field goals and 33 extra points. Excuse me, Big Reg. Yes, sir. Did not Mr. Jefferson break Randy Moss's rookie oh. season record this year? <laughs> um, and who was his quarterback? So, I mean, you keep ragging on Kirk Cousins like he wasn't the guy delivering the ball to Thielen and Mr. Jefferson this entire year. I mean, come on, you 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 act, you act like he's just a bum when this dude can actually play quarterback. He is in the I, top. I, I never said league. he's a bum. I just Ed said he's average. Ed always called him. Why? Why you bring me? Hey, why you bring me? Saying, man, people always ragging on Kirk. The Vikings got way more problems than when Kirk, you know, throw an interception or two. But he still spreads the ball around and gets that offense down the field. Can I ask you one question, Professor? Uh, yeah. And then we'll move on from Kirk. Uh-huh. <laughs> How has the Vikings record been since Kirk arrived compared to when he was there? Before he came? Uh, I have to look that up, but it can't be. It's gotten worse every year. Work. It's gotten oh, worse every on, year. Man. And that's just <laughs> on him? That's just on him? Mm-hmm. I'd rather still have him here than whatever we have. Okay. Okay, let's move on. Let's talk about the two games everybody really want to talk about before we talk about these playoff matchups. In the early afternoon, you had a quote-unquote possible player in game for teams that were hoping and praying that they can win a game and then hope that Washington lose. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> All about that W. Aww. And, of course, the Cowboys do what the Cowboys do these last decade or so. They get all the way down to the end, and your boy Andy Dalton throws the interception in the end zone. He's been doing that for 15 years. Right. (laughs) Exactly. Say it again, Ed. Say it again. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. And, of course, made all the Giants fans happy because the Giants fans were like, yes, we beat, we beat Washington twice. We really go. All we need is really to step up and win the game, and we going to the playoffs. <laughs> Sis, I'm sorry. I- I'm really sorry. Arasto, I'm sorry that y'all hearts had to get broken like that. But Philly wasn't having it. I love it, Curtis. (laughs) (laughs) So I know we were going back and forth live, but what did y'all think when 
your boy Peterson pulls Hurts in the beginning of the fourth quarter to put in his boy Nate Sudfield. That was a damn shame, man. And I feel sorry for all those players who actually been playing their hearts out all season long just to come down to the last game. And then your quarter, I mean, your, your head coach doesn't have any, any sense of, of, of worth for the, for the players that are on that field and pulls your, 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 uh, your quarterback out and put somebody in and then claim that he needs some reps. You get that reps in your dag on uh, practice time. Don't, don't go do doing the game. Bring a reps for. Right, <laughs> you already know what he can do. No, that was a lie. Soon as he opened his mouth, and yeah, then my thing is, even if terrible. it did come from the top, if you coaching me, I expect you to have some backbone, knowing that we try and go out here and spoil what they trying to do on our field, right. and you gonna give it up like that? I mean, right. come on, man, I, I can't respect that. And I mean, I, don't get me wrong, I'm glad the W pulled it off. But the point is, is that he did things in that game, like not kicking a field goal. You got an interception. That was free points. Why would you force it to try to go for a touchdown? Take the points, tie the game up, and then maybe, you know, you might pull it out. But, man, I, I can't respect that, dude. That, that was foul. As a head coach, you're supposed to look out for your players. I don't Especially have when you're playing against a quarterback that obviously can't move. And mm-hmm. points are at a premium. Yeah. You damn sure tie that game up at 17 17. But see, Go ahead, but see, but see, you, y'all, Big Reg, what you just said, that's coaching like if you want to win the game. <laughs> I agree with, I agree with what Professor Jay's angle was as far as I feel bad for the players involved, which was the Philadelphia Eagles roster. And I feel bad for the fans who pay good money to go well to support, let's say it like that this year, to support that team uh, year in and year out. But who I don't feel bad for is the management of Philadelphia because the management of Philadelphia, even though it was shady and it was obvious and it was clear to everyone watching that game and even those listening to the game, that what they were trying to do as far as draft position and and potentially long-term health of the organization with a higher draft pick, but the problem, the only issue I really truly had for me is the lie that came out of Peterson's mouth afterwards right. and Agreed. saying that for whatever Agreed. reason he was trying to get the gentleman reps, right. you know, right. he was playing to win the game. I would just tell me the truth. Talk to me. Just just <laughs> let's just rap. But you don't have to you don't have to think we're look, I know we're I know we're in 2021 now. And I know we're com- we're coming off of, of, of several years of of, of, of lying, of, of twisting the truth, of of, of, of accepting of accepting idiot you know idiot uh, uh, logic. I understand that's where we are right now as a nation. But 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 don't come out and lie. Sports is supposed to be our safe haven. Don't lie to me and try to tell me that what I'm seeing ain't necessarily what I'm really seeing. Come on now. <laughs> It, it, it doesn't add up. So, again, if Philadelphia's management wants to roll like that, let them roll like that. But to the players that, that play and sacrifice many things this year in order to get this season um, complete, it's not fair. And to the fans who pay good money to buy them jerseys when, when allowed to enter those stadiums, it's not fair. It wasn't right. And why would you do that to your young rookie quarterback, too? 
I mean, that that's that's demoralizing to be in a game. You trying to showcase your talents, trying to pull off a win, even if it doesn't send you to the postseason, you stop somebody else. And then right when you're in the midst of a battle, you pull them out. Come yeah. on. Well, but I, I think, go ahead, I think luckily that, that Jalen is securing himself and he knows that he would have been fine in that game. He wanted to compete. You could see him on that sideline just disgusted with the entire situation. And and honestly, that was a sign of a true leader, a, shoot, a true competitor. And that's someone you should want on your team and someone you should want out there representing you. I, I, the thing is, if I was a Philly fan, I'm not. I am a Jalen Hurts fan, so I will support the team in that way. But as if I was a Philly fan, I would just be wondering, what are they going to go get at that number six spot that they couldn't have gotten at number nine? If the, like, <laughs> right, exactly. exactly. What are they going to do with these, the draft pick three spots up? So, <laughs> questionable. Must be a heck of a draft board. And, and my only problem is, if you're going to do this, and this was definitely a decision made before the game, mm-hmm. tell the team. You ain't got to tell everybody else. And you can lie to us. I don't care. Tell the team when your own team doesn't know what's going on. That's a problem for a coach because now they can't trust you whenever you say anything. Is it coming mm-hmm. from you? Is it coming from the GM? Is it coming from the owner? They already got questions with the quarterback situation. So now you just made it worse with maybe none of them can come back. So yeah, it's I agree. a situation. So we're gonna we gonna move on for that. Congratulations to Washington. It wasn't their fault. They got in, they won the NFC East. Take it how you can take it. We're gonna run through a couple of quick games. I'm just gonna hit you to some highlights so we can actually talk about the games coming up this weekend. Bills crushed the Dolphins 56-26 and eliminated the Dolphins from the playoffs. Expected. I, I gotta give Josh Allen some props though. That man had a monster season and is playing like a top five quarterback, maybe a top three quarterback in the league. Bill's defense did make Tua look a little little rough, and he struggled in that game. But good to hear that today his coach and the GM for the Dolphins put all concerns to rest and said Tua's our starting quarterback for 2021. And they shouldn't have had to do that. They they get on my nerves. How many years Sam Donald been playing? How many years Ross been playing? How many years Wentz been playing? This dude just got here, and all of a sudden they got to make a statement like that. See what I'm saying? See? Yeah. Yeah. The Browns beat the Steelers. Uh, I can't say they beat the varsity team, and not quite the JV. They beat a mixed squad, a JV and varsity. But the problem is they only beat them 24-22. So – that's a problem for next next weekend when they have to meet each other. And then you had the COVID thing. So congratulations, Browns. You had 11-5. You made the playoffs. Enjoy that because that's all you're going to get. <laughs> <laughs> the, Titans, the Titans beat division rival Texans. This was actually a very good game, 41-38. But King Henry – Needed mm. 223 yards to get to 2,000, and they gave you 250 and two TDs. Monster. Convincingly, Monster. too. 
Yeah, Ooh. but Big Red, you 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 said you made a mistake. I don't like to call you out on on on, on live, but you said the Titans beat uh, their rivals. You mean Henry beat the rivals? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see no other Titans doing anything. I'm sorry. Tannehill had a good game. Tannehill had a good game. Tannehill's a bum. Now you have heard me call Tannehill. Yes, you haven't heard me call. Tannehill had a good game. He's a bum. Tannehill had a good game. He's a bum. He needs a his thirty-one million plus. He needs to give Henry because Henry's making. I say I agree with you. He needs to give him. This man didn't have a good game. Oh, that's a bum. He's a bum. <laughs> okay. Packers beat, Packers beat the Bears 35-16. Rodgers put the exclamation point on his MVP. He'll win, he should win his third MVP. Ended up with 240 yards, four TDs, zero interceptions. The Bears did end up backing into the playoffs with some help from some others. But they ain't going nowhere. All right. So, so the Packers get the number one seed. The Saints did what they were supposed to do, crush the Panthers. They locked up the number two seed in the NFC. NFC Seahawks struggled but beat mm. the 49ers. The 49ers played good football at the end of the season. They just didn't have they, – they, they like Notre Dame right now. They just don't have enough bodies to win these games. But the coaching that they're getting is phenomenal because they're in every game. Mm-hmm. So you got the Seahawks in number three seed. And then the Rams survived the battle of the backups. That was just a horrible game to watch. And why they had Kyler Murray try to play in that game where he could barely move is, is just unbelievable. Don't forget the Colts, man. I didn't forget them. Ravens crushed the Bengals. Ravens rushed for 400 yards in an NFL game. That's wow. disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was Alabama versus you went Tennessee from Henry State. to that. That's just <laughs> wow. The Bucks beat the Falcons. Brady's Man. Brady's getting hot going into the playoffs, and of course Man, the Colts beat the beat the Jaguars. So let's talk about the games. We got soup as they're calling it Super Wild Card Weekend because this is the first year we've got the extra wild card team. And only one buy for each conference. So Saturday, Colts versus Bills, one o'clock. Who you got? Who? Did Man, Phillip Rivers Bill. retire? Bill. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, no I, I, I'm asking to give you my pick. No, sir. He, he's going to noodle. Noodle is going to be starting. I got the Bills. I got the Bills. Okay. Yeah, it's <laughs> going to be the Bills. I mean, as much as I would like to see the Colts take it, um, yeah. I don't see them on offense and or defense taking um taking down uh Josh Allen like that. So yeah, definitely the Bills. Who you got, dude? I, I've got the Bills. Okay. Well, the Bills are the hottest team in the NFL right now, so we all got the mm-hmm. Bills. Rams versus Seahawks, Saturday, four forty PM. Will golf play? Can the Seahawks get their offense going? Who you got? Ooh. Seahawks, man. Russell, stop playing. Russ. That's gonna be an ugly game, but I gotta go with the Seahawks. That that's gonna be the stinker of the weekend. But Seahawks, I'll go Rams just because you. I what? don't know. The, the Seahawks sometimes are unreliable. Oh my! You going lone wolf? Lone wolf? What? She not going lone wolf? If oh. golf can play, uh oh. If golf Uh-oh. can play, the Rams have the better defense. And they have the DBs to shut down the wide receivers. And see, 
the Seahawks offense looks horrible. Horrible. So if golf plays Rams, if he doesn't play Seahawks, mm. it's, a, it's a division game that makes it even more gonna be an ugly, stinky game. Let's talk about the nightcap for, for the local folks here in our area. You got the Bucks versus Washington. I go AB. You go AB? <laughs> wow. Going with the dubs. I go Chase Young. What's up? Yeah, I think that defense gonna gonna turn Mr. Brady over three times. Mm, bend him over a couple times. I, I hear some homerism going on here. Yeah, sure. <laughs> well, I, I think he has a point. I mean, I think that if Washington, if the Washington defense can score, then yes, then, then Washington has a chance. Yeah. I don't know if the Washington offense can score is the issue. Okay. Yeah, your, your boy your boy was caught leaving the field talking about he won Tom mm-hmm. and he'll see him Saturday, Saturday mm-hmm. so stakes are high mm-hmm. and they're talking about that they might interchange quarterbacks Yeah, because let's be honest Alex Smith can't move he's mm-hmm. gutting it out but I don't think he can make it through a game mm. so I, I I like the Bucks, and quite honestly, I like the Bucks big. Is Heineke Taysom Hill? Oh, I don't know. Mm. Hey, he I, with he one-legged Alex, they better leave him in that game. I don't know, man. Heineke did move the ball down the field. He, he moved played, so. the ball in a prevent deep. Do we got to keep going through this? <laughs> <laughs> y'all, all y'all out there that think Heineke did something, y'all roll with that. So, so yeah, I want him to start because – all right, man. I, is Heineken our new sponsor? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody drinking, thinking they were going to win a playoff Somebody game. Somebody who was out of the league for two years. He was taking grad school classes. And now y'all talking about he's going to win a playoff hey, game. Come on, man. I'll, I'll take playoffs? Alex Smith, please. Thank you. Playoffs? Y'all talking playoffs? <laughs> on Sunday. The first game is the monster game of the weekend for me. But he is a scrub. <laughs> Ravens versus Titans round two. Mm. Ravens awesome. came in the last season, number one seed in the AFC, feeling good, home field advantage, and the Titans punched them right in the mouth with Derrick mm-hmm. Henry, who rushed for 195 yards. Can Lamar and the fellas generate enough offense not turn the ball over and score enough and can their defense either slow down king henry because you can't shut him down or shut down Tannehill? who you got well if you wouldn't have brought Tannehill up i would have been like oh (laughs) Um, I, i still think i still think tennessee will win because so if you take the if you take this if you compare it to last year and Tennessee made the trip to Baltimore. Now you're rever- now you're reversing it. I think Baltimore was a little overconfident going into that game last year. It's, I agree. Not a, not only was Baltimore overconfident, the entire NFL, the entire city, the entire region, everybody was so overconfident and that that Baltimore was going to win that game. That was me. But 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 Mike Vrabel. One of the rare coaches. Now he didn't actually coach with uh, Belichick, but he's actually, but he came through that 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 organization. 
he was one of the rare uh, uh, Belichick, uh, um, so to speak, tr coaching tree uh, coaches that actually knows how to coach. And I think that um, he's not going to allow his team, and I don't think his team will even allow themselves to be overconfident with the Ravens coming. Look, they know what the Ravens are going to do. Ravens going to bloody it. They want to come at you. They're going to come at you with the ball. Like you said, Big Red, they just had – they're coming off of 400 yards rushing. And I believe they set an NFL record for rushing yards this year. Quietly. Again. Again, Again yeah. yeah. Quietly. So um, the only issue I have with this game as far as Baltimore – on Baltimore side is Lamar, as much as I like him and appreciate Lamar, he will turn the ball over. Um, for whatever reason, he will throw a, a pick. So um, I just yeah. think that – I, I just think that if they don't blow out Tennessee, if it's within, say, 14 or less going into the fourth quarter, it's Tennessee's game. Because one thing we know about Tennessee, they are not going to stop running that horse. And I'm not, not – no disrespect to Henry by calling him a horse. But they are not going to quit running and, and attaching their wagon to the train. So I, I, just see, I just see Tennessee winning this game. I just see it. Wow. I think it's a revenge game in every sense of the word. I think with the Ravens really being, you say Buffalo is the hottest team, where the Ravens got to be right behind them as far as how their offense has been playing. The defense hasn't looked too shabby, and the Titans have a tendency to lull themselves to sleep on offense sometimes. Sometimes they don't make great decisions, and if they stack the box and they can slow Henry down, and here's what I'll say, if you force Tannehill to throw more often than they would like, that's when he starts to make the mistakes. But when he plays on schedule because Henry is running well, then that's when he can make plays to Brown and them other boys in his offense. But I really think that the Ravens are going to stack that box. They're going to force Tannehill to make plays. He's not going to make them. And the Ravens are going to continue with that high-powered offense because uh, the, 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 the Tennessee Titans defense isn't really that great. They're oh, opportunistic, but they're not really that great. So I'm thinking on the road, the Ravens going to get their revenge and they're going to keep it moving. I think it has a uh, – the outcome is going to be determined by the weather. And I truly believe that the, the worse the weather it is, the better off it's going to be for uh, Tennessee. Um, again, if you have to rely on either quarterback's arm, I would rather rely on Tannehill's uh, arm mm. than I would Lamar Jackson. So – What? Prediction, yes. Mm. Prediction, yes. no more mm. than three points. Mm. Who you got winning? I'm not saying. Oh, you don't draw like that. You don't draw like that. Oh, that's so. That's so. Like I said, three points, and that's it. Who you got, Pepper? I think if they run Derek as much as they could, then I think that the Titans have a good shot. I do think that. Um, sorry. Uh, Devontae. Just, just in. Devontae just won the Heisman. Yeah. Yes. Um, well deserved. Well deserved. Yeah. So if they put their best player out on the field, if the Titans do, much like uh, Alabama put up Devontae Smith, then I think that the Titans have a good chance. But I, I think that that coach is crazy at times and doesn't necessarily put him out on the field when he should. So um, end of the day, I think the Ravens probably pull it out. 
uh, again, why Alabama junior wide receiver from Alabama, Devontae Smith, just become the third wide receiver to win the Heisman Trophy. Excellent. Much deserved. Uh, I, I'm rolling with the local boy. I think Jackson got something for him. And I think the Ravens won't be overconfident. Like Ed said, they've been in playoff mode now for five weeks. So they're ready for this. And Tennessee, the Titans' defense is a little suspect. And I think, let's not forget, Lamar Jackson gave them 500 yards last year. He just had three turnovers. And they were early turnovers. He had 500 total yards offense. So I think he has... 350 to 400 yards of offense, and the Ravens win. Bears Saints, Sunday, 4.40 p.m. Yeah, who that? No competition. Okay. Um, yeah, this ain't, yeah, this is yeah. no competition. Does, does anybody not believe the Saints are going to win this? If Man. so, it's your turn to speak up. If not, I think we all believe the Saints going to get this easy. Who that next? <laughs> And in the Sunday night capper, which should have been a very good game, the the battle of the of the river, Browns versus Steelers, <laughs> with all the people being out, I think this becomes a no contest unless the Steelers get overconfident and don't show up. I mean, they they one hundred percent capable of being overconfident, but they have absolutely no reason to be overconfident. Because they sucked the last four or five weeks. <laughs> and that's my heart. You know, I, I should, matter of fact, you know what? I recuse myself. Counselor, is that the correct way of saying it? You plead the fifth. I'm out of Too funny. All right. Who y'all like? We 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 know where Ed's heart is and everything. Who you like, J three? Steelers. Steelers. Who you like, J three? For, for real, for real. I'm going with the uh, the Cleveland Browns. Oh my god! Wow. Yeah, I am. I really am. I, I think Baker Mayfield has realized his errors. He is controlling the uh, the offense, and you got two backs in the backfield who can run the ball. Man, why? Okay, y'all gonna see next week. Okay. Did you see them go to the Jets? Yeah, Did I saw that game. Yeah, yeah, I saw that game, man. I saw that okay. game. Okay. <laughs> we, we, we ain't talking about that. I'm telling y'all now, if the Browns win, my State Farm agent going to be blowing my phone up because he's from Cleveland, <laughs> and that's all he's been talking about. The Brownies, the Brownies. Man, come on. Come on, Steelers. J3 got some municipal bonds in Ohio or something. something <laughs> he done picked Ohio State one week. Now he done picked the Cleveland Browns, so I, I'm, yep. I'm done. I sure am. <laughs> yes, indeedy. Matter of fact, I'm going to call you Ed, and I'm going to have on orange and brown when the oh, game is on. Hold on, hold on, J3. Nah, seriously, because we supposed to have a talk on finances on, on the 8th, right? You got something going on you first there with us? Oh, you going to play that Powerball? I think it's going to be <laughs> Okay. Y'all watch what I talk to you. All right, so so – so J three is a lone wolf on this one. He, he, I, 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 don't, I don't know what you've been. I can't say you've been drinking or smoking anything because I know you're clean. So, but but you 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 feeling real good considering all that. I happened. know he's laughing and everything. 
Man. Mm. So so that's your NFL wrap-up. Uh, should be a great weekend. You got three games Saturday, three games Sunday. No overlap. Just get yourself set up. Get your chicken, your pizza, whatever you want, and enjoy the football. Because quite honestly, I did want to make one point about the NFL. We got through 17 weeks. Yes. Mm-hmm. I remember yeah, yeah. the NFL didn't think it was possible. even start. Mm-mm. And we definitely didn't think you were finished. So now we got through 17 weeks. So now they got to try to hopefully be able to make it through the playoffs and get the Super Bowl done. Somebody's <laughs> 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 been following you on social media, day three. Really, Jerome? Really? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Professor, you ready for your takes? Wow. Yes, I am. Just shocked we got here so soon. <laughs> All right, so let's hit up the post takes. No, I'm going to make some people mad, but, you know, just, just keep tuning in. All right, James Harden, we're going to start with the NBA. James Harden putting the NBA in a frenzy is good for teams like the L.A. Lakers because the players in any trade deal are dreaming about how to take down the king. Isn't that what Golden State did? Harden figures to be a piece on a team that could ultimately make it to the head-to-head battle and dethrone the king. There's only one problem. The Golden State teams that achieved this feat played as a team. Even when weakest move KD joined the team, the problem is with Harden is that he sucks the life out of a team. His style of play is selfish and self-gratifying. At some point, Teams get tired of playing with him because you've seen it. And if they don't win in the first or second season, his services are no longer needed. Good luck with that. NCAA basketball. Wake me up when it's March Madness. The state of Indiana has stepped up to host all games for the tournament. So that's a good move. College basketball has paid attention to what the NBA has done down in Florida. Let's hope the inhabitants of the state do the right thing so that we can actually have a tournament this year. Wear your mask. NCAA football. In their best impression of an okey-doke, Ohio State pulled off the improbable but likely upset of Clemson. It was great to see Fields outshine Lawrence on a huge stage. They also gave Dabo a heavy sermon on why (laughs) it is not nice to be arrogant and cocky to your neighbor. I guess the orange college hype man won't be doing any dancing in the locker room this year. I cannot believe that we could have a national champion that has only played eight games. This is blasphemous, and satire could fill a few of those great Dr. Pepper commercials. There always seems to be a conspiracy with hiring a Saban assistant right before a championship game. The tide is always so good that everyone wants to pluck from the top before the season is actually concluded. At least Sark is going to stay to finish the deal. Lane Kiffin is not held in the same high esteem. Well, as they say, any advantage is worth it to take down the juggernaut. NFL. Shad Khan, principal owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, has a Jerry Jones problem. He (laughs) believes that he should also maintain personnel duties even after he hires a new head coach and GM. Mr. Khan, I am not sure... If you have taken a Michael Jackson deep look at the man in the mirror, 
but you are not, but you are the reason for this culture shock that many players are trying to get away from. Nice try putting it on Tom Coughlin, but you are the only culprit. All minority kind of candidates beware. Keyshawn Johnson and Doug Peterson, Bamas of the Week, should kick the same rocks that will break 20 toes. Did you hear him defend Peterson's tanking of this game? He said that as head coach, his job is to do what is best for the team, and a six-round pick, a six-pick is a lot better than a ninth pick. Just when I thought I could give this Bama a pass, he pulled me back in. His logic would make sense, some sense, if his team did not have bigger fish to fry at QB and they will have a ton of holes to fill. I doubt that whomever they graded at the sixth position is going to change the facts that this is an aging team on both sides of the line. Great run, but you had your magical season. So Josh Jacobs, sorry, Alabama fans, could not just enter the offseason on a high note after a thrilling victory against the Denver Broncos in Mile High. Upon returning home, I guess he needed a few intoxicating substances and chose to drive himself. Well, a single car crash and some minor injuries later, he ended up in jail. He certainly has proven to be a true Raider early in his career. For cats coming out of Alabama, hey, I know hey, watch your mouth, man. Watch your mouth, man. Being responsible men in that program. This is a perfect example of why the NFL needs to do more to help these players protect their most valuable asset themselves. And that would be our post takes. I'm sorry, Big Reg, did you say something? <laughs> you trying to defend your, your your Alabama pride over there? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, and again, thank thank you, Professor. We appreciate those takes. Again, congratulations to Alabama junior wide receiver Devontae Smith for winning the Heisman. Second was Trevor Lawrence. What? How? That's crazy. Do you see what I'm That's saying? That's crazy. That's How? crazy. That's crazy. Bama didn't even play. Right. right. That's crazy. Exactly. That's crazy. Devontae had, Devonte had twice as many first place votes as Trevor, but Trevor had more second and third place votes than Mac Jones. Mac Jones ended up third. Trask was fourth. <laughs> That's, That's crazy. crazy. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> I like to say congratulations to Bianca Smith, who on Monday became the first black woman woman to be hired to coach in the modern era of professional baseball. Mm-hmm. The Boston mm-hmm. Red Sox hired Smith to work in their minor league system and work out of their Fort Myers, Florida player development facility. So congratulations. That's big. Because they were the last to uh, integrate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were one of the last major league teams to integrate. So that's huge. Yes. Also, congrats to Ryan Garcia for his seventh round knockout uh, this past Saturday over a uh, former uh, gold medal Olympic boxer Luke Campbell. He ended the fight with a vicious left hook to the body. It was a perfect liver shot to stop Campbell dead in his tracks. Uh, Garcia stated via social media before and in his press conference after the fight that his next fight he wants. Another young star, Javante Tank Davis, as his next fight. Mm. Mm. <laughs> okay. So stay tuned. Stay mm. tuned. Got to give props to Steph Curry. Yeah, uh, Steph is coming back from an injury last year. 
and people kind of been down on him. So he had to remind people uh, that he is who he is. And he dropped 62 Sunday. Not only did he drop 62, he gained 31 in each half and mm-hmm. didn't play most of the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it wasn't against bums. It was against the Portland Trail Blazers. And that bad man Dane time, mm-hmm. <laughs> he put it up against a real team. Mm-hmm. Lastly, as far as things to court, our men's and women's NCAA basketball are just struggling right now. They're canceling games left and right. It's not only players coming down; big time head coaches are, are catching it, and. I hope they can make it to March Madness, but with this new strain out there of COVID going on, it's going to be real tough for them to be able to complete this NCAA basketball season. All right, it's time for our final post. Jay, you want to start us out? Sure. Well, I just want to say this is the first show of the new year. Um, and as the first sports show, looking forward to the sports that will be coming back soon, tennis, golf, all of those sports that are coming back off of what seems just the season just ended for those sports, looking forward to them re- restarting as well. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Ed, what you got for us? You know, it's not, it's not sports related. Obviously I'm going to be heavily involved in super, super, uh, playoff weekend this weekend, but. On a sad note, man, I'd have to say, all right, rest in peace to uh, 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 an author that was responsible for me loving, uh, falling in love with the reading of, of fiction. Uh, Eric Jerome Dickey passed um, mm. um, the, uh, the other day, uh, unexpectedly at 59 years old. So I send out condolences to his family, friends, and and, and fans alike. Um, yeah, that's all I have. Good stuff. Good stuff. Professor, what you got for us? Wow, he hit me with that. I didn't even know. I read plenty of his books. Wow. Yeah, rest in peace. Um, on that note, um, the um, Pro Football Hall of Fame released their 15 uh, modern era finalists. And I know everybody's going to talk about Peyton Manning and Charles Woodson, but I really want to give it up for that great linebacker that's now in heaven, Sam Mills. He played for the Saints and the Carolina Panthers. Mm -hmm. And when I tell you this dude at five, I think six or something like that, was a wrecking ball in the middle. He could call a defense. He he is a true deserving member of the Hall of Fame. And I just thank the the people for really getting it right, the voters, because he should have really been in years ago. So I just want to thank them for finally putting Sam Mills in the Hall of Fame. Well, he still got to pass the final vote, right? Yeah, I think he'll get there. I think he'll get there. I think this is is his his year. I hope so, too. He was a heck of a player. And for his size, he redefined. He he allowed smaller players. Like London Fletcher. Yeah. Yeah. And later on, we got a, a small player, Ray Lewis, who ended up being one of the best middle linebackers ever to play the game. Mm-hmm. J3, what you got for us? I want to give a shout out to uh, Boston College. I think that's to uh, the team that uh, played basketball the other day with, with, while Boston wearing University. masks. Boston University. I'm sorry. I want to give a shout out to them because I think they're leading the uh, the way to where we should be uh, going at with, with the COVID uh, being 
uh, still lingering on and getting worse. Um, by them wearing masks during the game, they're really taking uh, in consideration their players, and I think that's awesome. Yeah, they've really taken it serious. They've stated that if for all their home games, if the teams want to play, they've got to wear masks, and they will be wearing masks whether at home or on the road for the rest of the season. So shout out to Boston University. Mm-hmm. I just like to say, thank goodness we're in 2021. Mm. I, I just hope and pray for everybody that 2021 can be a better year than 2020 was. 2020 was a struggle. Um, we we got through it, but there's still things that we have to deal with. Still things we have to get through. The pandemic is getting worse, not better. Even though there's uh, two or three. Uh, shots out there that people can get. It's going to take months for the regular public to have access to the vaccinations. So don't slip up. Stay diligent. Wear your mask. Social distance and as much as possible throughout this winter. Please, please just try to stay home. I know it's tough, but we want to see you in 2022 not just 2021. All right, it's time for us to get up out of here. We'd like to thank you all for tuning in and listening. We appreciate your time and opportunity to share our positions on sports with you. We're here each and every Tuesday, 7 p.m. for our live show. Please join us next week, 7 p.m. Tuesday for our next live show. You can also download this show and previous shows via our Facebook page and our YouTube page, Positions on Sports Talk Show. You can also now listen to our shows throughout your favorite podcast platform. That's right. Post has come to podcasts near you. So if you don't have time to watch a video, just go to your favorite podcasting platform, look at Positions on Sports Talk Show, and you can catch our shows. And last week we introduced it. We're now on Twitter. At positions on SPO one, yeah. So you can us up on Twitter. Let us know what you think about the show. We appreciate y'all if y'all give us some feedback. Again, thank you, thank you, thank you. We greatly appreciate each and every one of you. We enjoy doing this show. Please join us next week. If you check out one of our social media platforms, please like and subscribe. Subscriptions are free. We greatly appreciate that. It will help us out considerably. All right, fellas and ladies, thank you for joining us, G. We appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Additional sports talk show. We'll see you next week. Peace. See you. New Year. God bless. Hey, Gianna, uh, I'm sorry.